Welcome to Inspiration Rising. I'm your host, David Trotter, and we're here to inspire you to rise up in your life, love, and leadership. Well, today I have the fourth of five episodes featuring the interviews from Inspiration Rising Live in Orange County, California, where 70 or so women and a few guys gathered for a night of inspiration and connection. It was truly an incredible night, and I hope that the recording of the interviews gives you a taste into what it was like to be there in person. Now, you can, of course, go back and listen to the first three interviews of the evening by subscribing on the Apple or Google Podcast app, subscribe to Inspiration Rising, search back, and look for those episodes. Our fourth interview of the evening was with Diane Kayser on the topic of Beyond the Boobs from Silicone Suffering to Sovereignty and Self-Love. Diane actually appeared previously on episode 35 entitled My Boobs Are Killing Me, where she shared her plans to have her implants removed. And this interview that I'm about to share with you now is a follow-up after the fact. Now, I'm going to tell you this term boobs. I, I wouldn't normally say that. This is the term that she has given me to provide on the titles. And uh, so, just so you know, That's her language, not mine. And by the way, she is wearing a boot on her foot, and she refers to that midway through the interview, and she explains it later on. Now, Diane is a breast implant illness warrior. She's the creator of the Chi Hormone Warrior Transformation, which offers women three pinnacles to wellness. Cleanse your body, heal your hormones, ignite your life. And she's one of Orange County, California's top nutritionists and integrative health professionals. All right, let's join the audience at Inspiration Rising Live to hear from Diane Kayser. Now, if you have not heard, Diane has been on the podcast uh, before, uh, episode 35, I believe, where we talked about um, her breasts. Boobs. Um, This could just not be more awkward, okay? (laughs) Everybody loves boobs. That's how you sustain life in the beginning of your life. I love the moon. (laughs) I love lamp. (laughs) Okay, so some of these questions we talked about on the podcast, but for those who have not listened to that, I want to kind of catch people up. When and why did you get breast implants to begin with? And I'm not, like, it's so awkward, like, I'm not going to look down. Like, I'm just... I'm They're my just, real ones now. I know, I'm just going to do this. My wife is here, <laughs> I just am appropriate, babe. I'm, like, looking at her face. It's just, it's just awkward. Go ahead. I got them to compete with all of you. How terrible is that? So take us back. When, when was it? How many years ago? What were you doing? What was the impetus behind... Yeah. Obviously, it was competition, but what? tell us the story. Yeah. So how many ladies in the room compete with other women? Show of hands. Unfortunately, it's embedded in our culture. It's why we do all the things that we do to our bodies. We think that it's for our bodies, injecting a lot of Botox and fillers and doing the things that we do because we're supposed to look a certain way, according to magazines or according to the rap videos that I saw Sir Mix-a-Lot, was why I got boobs. 36, 24, 36. So I had to get boobs. No, I was a um, bikini competitor about 10 years ago when I first moved to Orange County. So I I keep saying that Orange County made me do it. (laughs) Orange County made me get oranges and above my heart. Um, It really was, I, I played professional soccer 
And so to me, I was always an athlete. I never thought about the beauty aspect or looking perfect in a certain way. I was a high performer. So when I moved down here, um, I sold my financial planning practice and I thought, okay, I'm going to start over. I'm going to reinvent myself. I had a couple years to redefine myself. And I was a personal trainer a long time ago and I started getting back into that. So naturally I was like, what do I do with this body? So I said, I'll be a bikini competitor. And I won my second show overall. I qualified for nationals and that was unheard of. And I was like, okay, well, what's next? And they said, you got to get boobs. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you know, 10% body fat. You lose your boobs when you lose your, your fat, right? So I looked down one day and I laughed before my show and I said, okay, I'll get boobs. You got to get double Ds. If you want to get your pro card, if you want to be in the co- on the cover of Oxygen Magazine, and if you want to make it big in this industry. And naturally, being a professional athlete, I said, whatever it takes. If I'm looking the way that I am next to all these other women with double Ds who have an unfair advantage, I have to have an unfair advantage too. So I got them to compete and I sold my soul because of it and cut my boobs open with 500cc silicone implants and they almost took my life. How, how long did uh, it take before you started sensing some health challenges that were connected to that? Um, my story would say three years ago, which was seven years later, but it was pretty immediate. I, but I didn't know. And that's the problem today is that many of us don't know because there never have been tests for safety for breast implants. Not one. Yet 10 to 15% of women have them post-breast cancer, and they're taking women's lives because of it. So I had a lot of belly blow, and I was on stage, and I can't even tell you guys, the most uncomfortable moment is to be half naked on stage with blingy heels on, and all you want to do is pass gas, diarrhea. (laughs) Bringing it back, David, bringing it back. My stomach. It's very hot. (laughs) Very Very attractive. But it's real life. Like, it's real life, you know? I, I, and, and I work with so many women with belly bloat, and it's one of the main problems that we have now among women. They're like, I don't know where this belly bloat's coming from. I don't know why. Like, I'm, I look like I'm six months pregnant. I don't have seven kids, but I look like I'm six months pregnant. And they can't figure it out because their doctors are putting them on antibiotics and things that are not really getting the root cause of why they have it. So it was immediate. Right after I got breast implants, my next show, I was in Cal State, And I was up on stage, and I'm like, how can I make it look like I have a six-pack when I have so much gas, and this is so painful? And it was terrible. But I just thought maybe it was because I was eating the bodybuilding diet, which is also not very healthy. So from there, it went um, autoimmune disease, undiagnosed autoimmune disease, um, in and out of the doctor's office trying to figure out what was wrong with my... I could not feel my hands or my toes. Um, They were freezing all the time. My doctors are like, oh, your thyroid labs are normal. And I'm like, but I don't, don't feel normal. What do you mean? Help me. And then a couple of years later, I, I decided to quit bodybuilding, became a yoga teacher, thought that would bring me my joy, helped a little bit, traveled to 25 countries, tried to find my happy spot, still couldn't find it. And then it became what's called a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, which does, I do functional medicine. So I started looking at labs, looking at the deep, deep, potential root causes behind why I was feeling the way that I was. And little did I know seven years ago when I first started running these things on myself that I was the the sickest patient that I'd ever had. 
seven years later, and I'm still the worst train wreck hot masterpiece that I've ever seen on any lab. My immune system was shot. Many things were just gone. And now, going back to the doctor that I would see, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, like, if he runs my labs, I think it's, like, cholesterol, right. cholesterol, and then maybe iron or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, three things. Right. But when you talk <laughs> about running labs, what does that mean if, if people aren't familiar with that? Like, how many things are you looking at when you run labs? And yeah. is that is that is that... What kind of, what are you testing to? Right. I don't run labs now because I can't run, so I hobble labs because that's about what I got. And, um, I, I'll explain a little bit later why I actually have this injury too. Um, it's, it's, it's a story that I know that I'm supposed to echo from the rooftops and for all of you to hear and for you to pass this information along. So please, Pinky, swear to me that the information you're going to hear tonight, that you keep your open heart and your open mind and help a sister out who is not aware of this. Pinky swears. Thank you, swears. Okay, thanks, sisters. First, we got to talk poo. Um, we do a stool test. We send everything to our clients, and I run a global practice. That's why there's nothing in your goodie bag from me because everything we do, we have clients from typically at any given time, 15 different countries. Because in all these different countries, women don't have the functional medicine approach. And so they're like, where do I go for that? So word kind of spreads. So we ship them stool tests and we look to see, we look for inflammation, we look for infection, we look for imbalances, and then we integrate all of that with the other labs. We look for your immune system. Notice that they're all eyes. (laughs) We look for your immune system dysfunction because people who are sick over and over and over, it's not just because they catch a cold and it's not just because I was catching things. It's because when your immune system is so low and the markers we see in your stool test are so low chronically from chronic stress, chemicals, people, uh, products that we're using, implants that live inside of us, Botox, jobs that we hate, not enough sleep, all of that stress depletes your immune system and then you're exposed to bugs all the time. You're exposed to toxins all the time. So when you're exposed to those and your immune system is so low, then you get sick all the time. And we are on this treadmill of taking prescription drugs over and over. And then we get more and more toxic. So my immune system was so low that the goal for one marker that we test is like 1200. Mine was 44. Still the worst I've ever seen. I had chronic parasites, chronic candida, chronic bacterial overgrowth, which is why I could not make a six pack on stage. (laughs) I had chronic viral infections and I'm the healthiest person I know because I'm a practitioner. So I'm using all these things and all these biohacks and I have a sauna at my house and I have light therapy at my house and I have PEMF at my house. I'm doing coffee enemas. I know you're going to want to ask that later. I'm doing colon hydrotherapy. I'm doing all this stuff and dry brushing. I'm like, why am I still the sickest person I know? So we test for all of that. And I've been testing for all that over the years. Imagine how much I spent, how many tens of thousands of dollars I spent to try to figure this out. And so with hormones, then we, te- we send the lab to them and we check their hormones. We check to see wh- how many hormones you're making, your sex, stress, and sleep hormones. So how much are you making? Blood tests just look to see how much you have. But no one knows if they're even getting into the cell. And you have to have a healthy liver for it to get into the cell. So if you're not a liver, you're a dyer. And our livers today are just destroyed. They're like, help me, love on me. Self-liver, self-lover. So we look to see if your hormones are even getting where they need to go. And then we're looking to see if you're clearing hormones when your body's done using them. And if, we, if they don't get cleared, they come back and they cause fibroids, endometriosis, and cancer, and all of the other estrogen-dominant related things that we're seeing with so many women today. And they need ablation therapy. They can't get pregnant. They have miscarriages. They're depressed. They're suicidal. 
All right, this, this, is, this is depressing. Let's talk about your breasts more. Okay. Yeah. It's back the truth. Your, we'll to get your, to the transformation. Back to your breasts. Back to my breasts. Um, one of the things that you talk about is that uh, you don't want women to take their implants out until the implants have taught them yes. what they came to teach them, right? What did your implants teach you? I fell in love with myself. I learned a respect for my body that I never had. I traded in my competition against all of you to connection with all of you. (laughs) I traded my fear in for faith. I, I found compassion for my body, every part of my body. And then I found clarity around what I came here to do and the song I came here to sing. I discovered my soul goal and my purpose. And I'm fully present wherever I go and I know what I'm doing here. So through all of my pain, I found the greatest purpose that I'd always been searching for. And so when I think about that and I feel into that for all of you, Your pain is here to teach you something so that you can teach others how to get through it. And your pain is that thing that becomes the the viewpoint, the, the, the vantage point, the perspective that you can look back to all these women suffering, and there are many today, that you can hold the buckets for them and put out their fire as they're walking through confusion. And just like I say here with this little stone, on the other side of confusion is consciousness. So when you feel like you're in a black hole, like I did, I thought I might be dying because I found lumps all over my breast and my sauna, and I'll never forget that moment because I'm like, am I dying? Have I sung the song I came here to sing? Have I helped the women that I came here to serve? Did I live? Did I matter? And that's when it all changed for me. And this is what I live like every single day now. So I said, don't, don't take them out. Don't take them out until you're ready. And once I realized that I committed myself to God, that I would play full out. I would play full out with this message and send it to every woman around the world that we don't need plastic to be pretty, that we don't need fake boobs to be beautiful, that we don't need to cut ourselves open to be clear with our life and who we are. And the morning I signed the, a book deal to write about this is the day that I ruptured my Achilles tendon. <laughs> and there's a couple of different reasons for that. And it could be because postural changes. Your, when you get breast implants, your shoulders hunch forward. And I was like, all my ribs were popping out before I took them out. It was just, couldn't stop. And your body posture goes back up 10 years, 15, 20, 30 years. Women have these things in. And my body was adjusting. And all the antibiotics destroy your tendons. So I realized I have to tell women about this. I have to get this message out. And it's not just breast implants. It's all the toxins, all the different toxins. So they taught me what I came here to do. And that's to be here tonight with all of you, and that's to be present with myself, and that's all the forgiveness for the, the decision that I made that I don't carry guilt about 
I'm not carrying guilt about this. I, I turned my pain into my purpose, and that was what it was for. You know, this, yeah, go ahead, yeah, of course. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, at least for me, I find this beyond just the breast conversation. It's a sensitive conversation because, you know, uh, obviously it's a financial investment that people have yeah. made. It's a uh, spiritual investment that people have made, emotional, like of getting these for a particular reason. And so it can feel a bit like, what are you, why are you telling me? What do you, why are you, you know, why are you ripping on my breast? You know what I mean? Like, why are you, why are you, you know, I'm good with them, you know? Right. Um, but so I, I would, uh, encourage you guys that as you connect with people that might be suffering in some way, it's not about a judgment, right. it, it, it's just about a resource, yes. right? Yes. And so um, I follow Diane on Instagram and Facebook and all of those things. I think I get your email as well. And she is, uh, it's not really relevant to me, like all your breast, you know, stuff, <laughs> but I just like to cheer you on, you know, for what you're doing. And, and so women, just yeah. know... That, I mean, she's an incredible resource, as you have heard. You know, it's not just like, oh, this is an inspiring story. This is a very uh, educated individual who will help women negotiate the process, not just from a medical, you know, thought process perspective, but uh, from a spiritual perspective, yes. you know, of, of what they're going through. So yes. I know you have a resource that you want to make available. It's a URL. If you want to write it down, you can, or type it in your phone. I'll also email it to you if you're on, you know, if you signed up via email. If you didn't purchase a ticket via email, you can write your email down for me and I can get this to you. So tell us, what is the resource real quick? Yeah, well, my name, Diane Kazer, D-I-A-N-E-K-A-Z-E-R.com. So there's two different categories of women. There's those that have breast implants and then there's those that don't and or did not have them. Um, so if you go to my website and click on watch your masterclass, that'll walk you through the top five things that you need to know that are at the root cause of your toxicity and trauma today that can free all women from suffering. So you watch that. That's a really great resource. It's 10 years of combinations of all the things that I've done and accordioning uh, into one hour. And then there's the other one I just launched the other day, um, which is for women who have or have had breast implants or who are considering breast implants, and it's diankazer.com forward slash B-I-I, which stands for Breast Implant Illness, dash, masterclass. And so that really walks women through, or can walk you through, um, what breast implant illness is. Because so many women think, oh, my breasts are fine, my boobs are fine, I don't have any problems right there. But like Bito was saying, you could have a problem here, and its surface is way down here. And really, my mission here is to get talk about the ego and talk about the trauma and to work with the ego and why we do the things that we do over and over because if it's not just breast implants it's going to be another thing because we have women taking their breast implants out and then they keep asking well what do you think about Botox Diane what do you think about fillers what do you think about and I'm like oh we're still working with the same root of I'm not enough and I'm so afraid to die that I'm going to artificially unage myself so there's a deeper 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 issue going on here and that is that we have these awful, awful programs, TV, programming, television, tell a vision. People are telling us a vision of how we should look and how we should feel and what makes us important. But really what makes you important is what's going on in your heart and the soul goal that you're here to serve. And so that's what is inherent and embedded in every single one of the things I talk about because we can't do self-care on a foundation that lacks love and is full of loathing. We just can't. The foundation needs to be love. It needs to be love first. Diane. And Thank you for being with us. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that I met you. 
several months back, Stacy invited me to a conference that was just the worst ever. And <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. And I met Bita and Diane at the same time. And uh, Diane, you're just a fireball of passion and energy and love. And I listen to you do your live Facebook deals. And you're, you're so knowledgeable. I mean, you're just full of knowledge and full of wisdom. And what I love most of all, though, is your passion for love. You really love people and, and you want the best for them. And you're willing to go out of your way to, to share. You're so full of generosity, of sharing what you know. You're so generous. And you've been generous here tonight, so we thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Diane, and I want to encourage you to share it with a friend who might need to hear the inspiration or encouragement that she shared with us that evening. Simply take a screenshot of the episode and text it right to them. Tell them to listen to the Inspiration Rising podcast. Also, if you want to access the URL that she mentioned in the interview, swipe up on your phone and you'll find it in the show notes right there. If you haven't already, I want to encourage you to subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast on the Apple or Google podcast app that's already loaded on your phone. If you go to insporising.com slash subscribe, that's insporising.com slash subscribe, your podcast app will automatically open on your device and you can click subscribe to ensure that you have every episode delivered right to your phone. This is the easiest way to listen to the podcast. And actually, by subscribing, you help more people find the show on the app. All right, until next time, have a wonderful week.